uh, for our group discussion. So um, just want to kind of open up uh, this particular part of our discussions. So we are kind of, you know, going through from the remaining shlokas in chapter one. So like like always, anyone can pick pick the thread, share your insights, and then we can kick off from there. Sorry, I forgot to summarize what we did last time. So I, I have to summarize that. So let me just read my notes, what I had written, written for myself, right? So, so in the last GD, we continue to discuss the metamorphosis Arjuna was going in, right? And I picked a few things from what we discussed. There was an external calamity that was impending, a fratricidal war that would wipe out the entire Kuru clan and friends like Yadavas and everybody. That triggered a chain of thought in Arjuna. Now, despite raring to fight the Kauravas for over 14 years, becoming determined to fight a dharmic war, Arjuna experiences a change of mind now. He suddenly exhibits pity, which is exactly not pity, but some other emotions, perhaps a fear of death or death of his loved ones, garbed as pity, and whatever it could be. And therefore, he starts claiming that he sees no good in killing the kinsmen, does not desire victory, not pleasures. Okay? We discuss why, why this happens. Is it that he confuses the rightful duty as a warrior to a battle to win, my battle to win, and what if scenarios of what if I don't win, or I win, I kill all my people, so suddenly, you know, what does it mean? So it seems to me that we discussed that, you know, we, he become attached with his sense of identity, something that uh, Chitra mentioned about, um, you know, how a good teacher can get confused over a period of time as to what the goodness for the student is and how that reflects to her, that person as, uh, uh, as a teacher. Uh, then in the modern context, I think, you know, we also talked about um, um, how we struggle with a bigger issue, right? Unlike Arjuna, while Arjuna did not have any doubt in his own abilities, we also struggle sometimes with our own abilities. We discussed that part of it a little bit. And uh, not only that, we also worried about the outcome of what we're going to do. That's another thing. So we have double whammy here. And in summary, you know, we, we acknowledge the relevance of the Arjuna disease, right, which was in the battlefield maybe at least 5,500 years ago. Even in the modern context, it is applicable for us. And that's where we stopped off. And then we, uh, you know, we will have to go through the remaining shlokas to really, really understand what is happening into the verbal deluge that Arjuna uses in those following shlokas to explain his mindset. I hope I summarized it uh, well from the last uh, GD. So anyone can pick the thread now. Chitra. No, I was just saying you summarized it really well. <laughs> okay, I was just looking at my notes. The only thing I have highlighted is uh, anxiety for the fruit of his action, victory in battle, demoralized Arjuna and he got himself into an anxiety state neurosis. I think that's what you also just said, Rajesh. Yes. Is I think there are two things afflicting him. One is, of course, you know, uh, the fear of whatever 
death of his kinsmen, his uh, clan, whatever his people, and the fear of losing. Yeah. So, uh, which has gotten him into a very anxious state, which I can understand. I would be too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Rajeshan, I wanted to make uh, two uh, comments. You know, one is, you know. Uh, you know, it, it is really, <laughs> um, uh, really nice to see how Arjuna tries to, you know, get uh, Krishna to acknowledge, you know, at least with an yes, but kind of a syndrome, you know. So, yeah, I agree, you know, and, and then at least, you know, qualify something. But I think Krishna, you know, completely, <laughs> um, you know, with a smile, of course, you know, he ignores everything. Because, you know, Arjuna tries to bring... You know, all possible history starts quoting dharma. You know that what will happen if they, uh, if the, if, you know, if the uh, the whole thing of, uh, um, you know, I will, I mean, the the, the varnashram mixing of varnashram and you know what will happen to their uh, um, rituals and so on. But I, so I think he tries his level best. I think you know he, you know, Krishna doesn't uh, yield. So that was one part. You know. The second was on the on the commentary part, you know, because whenever you, uh, uh, you know, it was nice to see that commentary at the end of the chapter uh, to see how a chapter ends and uh, how, how it goes to the next part, you know. And uh, so there, you know, one doubt I think most of many of us would have got is that, you know, why is this called, you know, uh, Arjuna Vishada Yoga? Why is it called, a, you know, a yoga actually, you know? So is it a quality to... Uh, imbibe, you know, but I think that uh, Swamiji very nicely explains that, you know, unless you are, you know, I mean, why is it, you know, almost equivalent to a, a, a yoga is that, you know, unless you are ready for it, you're not really going to get it. So I think all of us, when we do something, um, unless we are ready for uh, this, you know, we're not really going to be getting into this path, path at all. I think these two uh, really liked. Go ahead, Ajay. No, thank you. Uh, uh, this is like a very good comment that you made. Uh, uh, so I think the, the, I just took down a couple of notes reading the chapter. And the first one was that, you know, it's about listening. Uh, and Krishna, I think, probably says only a couple of words in the first chapter. I think probably when he brings the chariot in front and says, look at the opposition or whatever, right? And interestingly, listen and silent have the same alphabets. Uh, so, uh, so I think that's something we, we see in our sort of day-to-day -day life. You know, we need to let people sort of rant away, if you will, right? Just get it all out uh, of the system. We do it all the time, right? And that's kind of, you relate to sort of Arjuna and Krishna's kind of situation very well. Uh, we tend to repeat ourselves. We tend to contradict ourselves, which is what, again, Arjuna is doing. Uh, so to me, that was kind of a very interesting thing because I could relate to it from my experiences. That was point number one. Uh, the second was that, you know, something which Swami Nikhilanandaji kind of uh, says about, uh, you know, Arjuna's state of mind. And he calls it uh, misplaced or false vairagyam. So he thinks he's being, uh, you know, dispassionate, but he calls it... Uh, misplaced or false vairagyam without viveka. So he is unable to discriminate and he thinks he's, he's kind of 
you know, exhibiting Vairagyam, which is from the Sadhana Chatushtaya sort of learning. Uh, to me, that was a very important sort of phrase. Again, something that we all sort of go through, thinking that by being sacrificial, be, you know, exhibiting self-pity, we're being dispassionate. That's just the wrong definition of uh, Vairagyam. Uh, Vairagyam, uh, you know, in a way sort of we are escapist and we try and get out of a situation by saying, look, it, does, it doesn't matter, I'm, I'm out of this. Uh, so there is, those are the two things which sort of uh, really resonated with me uh, reading the first chapter. Very well said. And I'm going to steal your listen and silent and write, write a blog about it. <laughs> hey, Guntax, uh, can you all hear me okay? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Krishna, you were going to say something? Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Hello? Just probably the Zoom algorithm, like I moved my cup or something, it, it picks up that noise. and like, Yeah, maybe I know. Let's, let's try to use the digital raising of the hand. It's easier for me to figure out. Otherwise, because most of you, uh, some of you are not on video, so I can't even make out if uh, you want to say something. Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. I am trying to... Um, yeah, I can see clapping, thumbs up. Heart, laughing, frowning, but I'm not able to see raise hand. So sorry. About that. It's in English in words. It's raise hand. Okay. Uh, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. I'm still a novice at this. Uh, but hey, uh, go to the participation, you'll see the raise hands. Uh, I went to the participants. Go to the bottom. You'll see invite, mute me, raise hand. Oh, yeah. Did you see it now? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, okay. Great. Thank you. Hey, uh, I wanted to uh, just follow on with what uh, Sakuba was saying. Uh, just a quick comment. Uh, and, and also what Sridhar was referring to, I found that very interesting, the symbolism of Supreme Self talking to individual self. And, and then so Sakuba, you were saying how Arjuna came up with all this sadness and um, created that situation to talk to one another, right? To, between him and, and Krishna. So um, I, I, I actually haven't heard that uh, Sridhar's analogy before, so I'm just wondering how that would be working with Arjuna saying it. So Arjuna is the individual self. Is that is that correct? That's the way to understand it. Correct. Yes. Okay. That is. And, and, uh, I have to go back and think about that a little more. And actually, uh, Guns, you ask a good yeah. question. It was watched. Watched this set also made a lot of sense. In fact, I had my notes on that on that as well. Uh, actually, if if you go back to the introduction of the Holy Gita book, what Swami uh, uh, Chimayananda writes in that, right? Yeah. He talks about subjective and objective, right? And Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it seems to me that, you know, we are, we are in the subjective world, uh, sorry, in the objective world. And there are sometimes mm -hmm. when we become, when we get to the subjective world, but then the subjective world is so much attached to the objective world that, you know, our decisions end up uh, uh, being very biased by, by this side of the equation. But he's saying, you know, this 
this subjective world should get attached to this side which is the supreme personality right which is your own which is our own self the yeah. moment we get that then then everything else becomes that's the wheel that alpana's yeah, presentation wheel. talked about right that's yeah. the wheel okay i have to keep that uh, i am i am wailing myself from the wail slide i have to bring it bring it back yep. okay yep. thank you yep. vidya hi uh, so i really liked uh, what shridhar said and um, what satya and uh, ajay shared for chapter 2 and i wanted to share one incident and maybe that will make sense you know how we are in our own vasanas and we keep ranting about ourselves so last week i was ranting about my problems <laughs> to my mother and um, she listened and then i was trying to like i was exactly like arjuna exactly you know building up things <laughs> and she was uh, exactly like krishna just listening and i could just picture her even though she is in india and i am in us and she said you do what you want to do first she said that but she was not giving me anything any answers for my own solutions and at the end of the conversation i found my own solutions and that's exactly like you know you have yourself individual and you are trying to find your supreme self and the answer was right there but she was not she would not utter a word and i was like thinking why is she not uttering a single word or you know coming up with solutions for me she is my mother all that was going on in my head and when i read this uh, chapter again and again it was not just one time you had to read it many times to just relate to everyday life that we go through it's in this chapter and it is important to understand that and come to a place where you are saying it's a subjective or objective mind or if it's your individual self to your supreme self um, and then i'll add one more thing um, the other night when we were girls we were uh, getting together i said uh, alpana talked about this brahmandam right and i i said that how minuscule we are and she countered saying that no we are this brahmandam so it's it's it was just amazing for me to accept that and think about it uh, and you know go forward with this uh, inquiry this this seeker's path so just wanted to share that beautiful point uh, there i mean i was listening to carl sagan sort of uh, talk about this whole point about insignificance in the context of this massive universe and multiverses and everything else and this is exactly the the point that struck me which was that but we are the universe or we are the ultimate brahman right which is actually a very very sort of profound thought very very well put yes thanks to alpana to bring that up <laughs> krishna uh, hi uh, so i thought i would bring out one more nice uh, word play uh, and uh, word play in the, the shlokas so how confused arjuna is so in one thing 32 or 33 around he says first that i don't want this kingdom i'm not interested in that and then in the next couple of shlokas he says even if we win aren't we supposed to be enjoying this with our friends and family and we will not be able to if we kill them and then the following shloka he will say even if you give me the three worlds and make me the lord of it i don't want this kingdom so you could see the the progression of like just confusing various parts of winning having the kingdom not having the kingdom uh, this was from swami patasad these books i thought i would share that 
and one one more nice name play was uh, he calls in again like in the end of the shlokas he calls krishna janardana which means protector of the people so he again kind of appeals with that janardana name saying oh we should really be protecting people we should not fight and kill them and so on it's like again way of pleading for the god to talk and kind of justify that his thinking was good so which i also thought was very cool thank you nicely said <laughs> narayanan is that nari yeah hi uh, hey nari so hey man um i uh, gundu basically invited me and uh, so thank you um, and i found it quite interesting but obviously this is my first uh, uh session here so uh, you got to excuse a lot of ignorance but uh, my basic question is this and it's a very simple question and something that has been uh, kind of uh, you know at the back of my mind for a long time the geeta the way i understand it centers around duty right so what is your duty that's my question yeah that's that's a great question and i think you know um, as we go through this particular uh, uh, geeta right you know it, it becomes very clearer for each one of us as to what our duty is but the short answer is i think for arjuna he was a warrior and he is supposed to fight fight for uh, up, um, uh, protecting the dharma and he gets confused in terms of you know his relationships and people he'll die, he will kill and all that stuff so when he gets confused he doesn't do his duty of fighting to uphold the dharma now how do we apply that in our own life you know this is my interpretation the, at the end of the day you know we have multiple roles that we perform some of the roles are thrust on us because of our relationships that we uh, um, that we have in the society some of the roles we assume for ourselves saying that okay i, I think i want to do this i want to be the uh, protector of trees for example and then you go ahead and do those roles so when we when we start looking at our roles what we do in our life then the duties will start emerging from the roles what we need to do what we intend to do as what our duties are that's the short answer others can add here Uh, if i may add uh, i think vivekanand says that uh, dharma can be defined as you know our beingness so our so we are human so being human is our dharma so like a dharma for a dog will be to be a dog uh, similarly so, so he goes on to explain what it really means um, he says uh, our dharma is to manifest our own divinity and help others manifest their divinity so i know these words may sound um, you know how do you define divinity etc but then as you go through gita i think it expands on that so i thought i'll just add that this is the definition given by vivekananda swami vivekananda well said alpana very nice yeah nari you had another question
you have to unmute yourself nari yeah sorry uh, um so i hear both of you and um, alpana see Le- okay speaking as somebody who's still an outsider to this group and all that i'm very far away from divinity i, I mean so there's no question of that anytime soon okay and i'm not trying to be flippant yeah, yeah right and the other thing is that you know you talk about duties now you can call those uh, you know your roles in the world right and um, everybody has a whole bunch of roles and the question is when do you know how do you prioritize and these are things that are not specifically related to the gita it's it's about living in today's world how do you balance those roles how do you balance you know doing right by yourself with doing right by other people right how do you balance like doing right for yourself versus like you know doing right by your parents or by your siblings or your job because all of these kind of factor into what you are and obviously different things take different priorities at different times but at the end of it and i don't know about you guys but i have always felt like somewhere i have not been true to myself now this is a very secular way of putting it but that's the way i feel you know again my religion has been more or less the religion of puja rooms and the occasional visit to the temple i have not got into you know depth into any scripture or, and i'm quite okay with that but what i came here and this is my first time and kundu was kind enough to invite me and you guys have been kind enough to listen is that how how is it helping you balance if that makes sense great question nari and you know i think uh, uh, the uh, the several several of us here who can who started the journey last year and maybe you know several of us can talk to you offline also but anyone can uh, you know ajay vp um, sakuba you guys want to take a shot at it so now you can to me one thing. go ahead sorry go ahead go ahead guys no no ajay please go yeah no i i think nari to me i think the one thing that i would say that uh, that has helped me in the overall sort of um understanding uh whether it is priorities or whether it is how to live a better life is the is contextualizing it in the in, in the sense that who am i i think to me that is probably the most profound starting point uh, and it's only a starting point uh, by all means Uh, but it helps you kind of put things in context the moment you kind of start to think about who am i and then put everything else in the context of that who am i uh, i think that to me was probably the most uh, most important sort of uh, uh, thread which kind of links to everything else that we have kind of uh, read together over the last year and and ajay you said it very well and uh, nari just to answer your question right to pre- previously you had a question right manifesting divinity and then you said you know my my visits have been only to the temples infrequently and all that actually who am i 
is the most fundamental question which defines um once you understand who that who that person who we truly are then you try to get rid of all the things that you are not and that becomes the entire life so you know that there's probably a longer discussion but ajay that is a great segue so i have two raise hands now uh, kishore and guns i saw guns raise the hand first so guns you go first hey yeah and and nari we yeah, we can also talk offline on this um one of the things that i have found in the last year is uh, i obviously that who am i is a very uh, deeper question for me uh, in the last one year and i've spoken with guntax quite a bit on this is uh, two things one is uh, i felt like i went back to bits uh, which translates to i was suddenly feeling extremely free i was free to do anything i can come here and i'm free to talk my mind and there are folks here who uh, who give me a lot of good insights and then i go off and do my thing during the weekend and and then i, I again become very free here Uh, so that freedom has been a a pretty good way to figure out what i need to be doing the other thing i have found is a uh, uh, removal of fear out of a lot of things um i do sense and and we talked about this early uh, earlier in several of our presentations and so on um i have found that i can do stuff i'm free to do things take some decisions and Uh, this karma yoga concept takes the fear out of me on you know worrying about uh, and ang- having anxiety whether i am doing the right thing what is going to happen all that stuff it takes all of that completely off they all go to zero for me uh, that's that's basically what how i have felt thanks guns uh, i have three three people kishore Ma, kishore vp rajesh and manu and we've got three minutes so one one minute each for each one of you please and we're going to close the session after that and uh, i'm sorry i'm going to be brutal about this time 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 thing and anything else we will take it offline kishore uh, over yeah. to you yeah oh sure yeah no i was just uh, uh, comment on uh, nari's question here um uh, yeah i i i believe um again if you go back to the roles and then from roles you can um extrapolate that to uh the what is the right action right so for every role whether you're a you're a dad or son a member of society and and employee of a company or whatever else um you can see what is the right action and the right intention behind those actions and the only thing we can do is to perform those actions uh with with the right intention and completely committed and fully involved in it right because uh, um after that uh as you know you we, we, we you would re- realize even through the uh, by learning in the karma yoga i think which is the most important uh, thing that i just want to point out that you will find answers to your questions um especially uh, with respect to karma yoga so i just want to point it point that out thank you uh, kishore uh, i think it's uh, vp's your turn now and then manu vidya i'm sorry we cannot entertain you today <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> go ahead vp yeah so so nari i think you were asking about you know uh, if i heard your question correctly how do you balance these things and how uh, these sessions are helping us to uh, achieve that balance or get better at balancing 
Um, so if I got your question right, I think my perspective is that, uh, um, you know, it's very experiential. And the more you uh, study or the more I have studied over the last one year, I did not know anything before then, um, just the stories that we grew up with. Um, so it helps you uh, understand things and it gives you so much of context that you want to know more. Um, so for example, if you're saying balance, I would ask why even balance and who's balancing and what are we trying to balance and how does it matter in the grand scheme of things? So I think once you start thinking of those type of questions, then you realize that uh, as Kishore was saying that all you can do is uh, just do the best you can in a particular situation and uh, assume that you know your intention, if your intention is right, you just assume that uh, uh, the Paramatma or you know the uh, the uh, ultimate being uh, will guide you the right way. And I think uh, over the last, uh, uh, definitely for the last six months, I've seen that happening in my life for sure. Uh, so I think my minute is up, so I'll shut up. Thank you, VP. Last, Manu, we're going to take just one more minute with you, Manu. Okay, okay, thank you. I, I just wanted to say, you know, I... I... I think I'm more of a newbie than a lot of you here. And I feel like um, this whole study, the seeking, is a journey to understand ourselves and a journey to understand, you know, what are those duties? What are our roles and how might we best perform them? And, and what the Gita is giving us is a framework, you know, with the values and with understanding who am I and and all those, all those uh, tools uh, to help us, you know, figure out how can we go through this life, do the right things in the right way with the right attitude and intention. So uh, that's what I feel like. It, it's, it's not that, you know, it's going to tell us what our duties are or what we should do, but it gives us a framework to make those decisions for ourselves. Thank you. Thank you, Manu. Thank you. All right, folks, I think we don't have uh, time today. We already crossed by one minute. I apologize. Uh, Vidya, I'm sorry. We will do it next week. So the I think uh, I just want to quickly summarize what we're going to cover for next week, right? Uh, since we did not discuss a lot about what we... Uh, the uh, the verbal deluge what uh, Arjuna goes through in this in this GD. Um, what I'm suggesting is, please also go through to chapter two and, and read the shlokas uh, in the in that excel sheet 2.367 and 8 okay so up to 8 that 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 would i think would very nicely round up what is the arjuna's confusion which we will all quite very, very well relate to in our own lives and then from then onwards i think you know it will get a little bit more interesting because now Krishna will start talking after that. But till that time, I think we can cover that. So next week, we will do whatever shlokas that we have done so far, chapter one entirely, and then up to till 2.8. I hope that's okay with all of you. Okay. We now say uh, uh, chant uh, Shanti thrice and then close this session. Om Shanti 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 Sarve jana sukheno bhavantu Ayom Have a wonderful day, wonderful evening. Thank you. Hari